Well, welcome to another edition of Me Being Me. And this is me, Parker Winter, just leaving you a quick message today. Who knows how quick it'll be, actually. I don't know. We'll see. I have no idea what I'm going to say, but man, sometimes you're up on top of the world and you feel like everything's working, and other times you're just not. And you feel like, man, what is going on? You know, it's like sometimes things are clear in your mind, your confidence is there, and other times it's like not, and you feel like it should be. I think I'm done with the the game where I beat myself up over it and go into the guilt and the shame. You know, I what I've been saying and telling people and saying to myself is that Yeah, the reason why I'm going back out, back into the grind of the door-to-door game, the reason why is so that I can take my business to the next level. And that's true, to a degree, because it is true. Of course, you need to go to the next level. But I stopped selling coaching. I was selling coaching, you know. Those of you who know me know this. I I did door-to-door sales for six years had this breakout transformation and then held that, maintained that high level of production for a year. Went out and made big money. I mean, $240,000 one summer. Knocking on doors. I really had felt like I had arrived. I had crossed a threshold and a level that was just, for me and anybody of in my family, in my upbringing, like that was like above and beyond, it was awesome. Felt like, man, I've arrived. And the transformation that I created, the transformation that I experienced, is one that it wasn't like I I got better at my sales tactics to be able to sell that well. It was like I got internally aligned with what I was doing in such a way that allowed me to be really consistent and operate at a much higher level, but there's still more levels to go, of course. I only made 240 that year. That's not, (laughs) that's nothing. That's nothing. There's a whole lot more number, of all the numbers that exist for income, there's a whole lot more numbers that exist higher than that than lower than that. Half a million, a million, 10 million, 20, 30, 40. I mean, it just goes up infinity, right? And I'm clear down at the 240 mark. It's like I really hadn't even... So maybe it was premature that I left the industry and that I wanted to get into the the coaching. But honestly, I also think it was kind of selfish. I didn't want to face the grind anymore. I thought that if I just go start a business that it wouldn't be a grind or I wouldn't have to do things every day I don't like. And I was trying to escape the discomfort of going out and knocking on doors every day. And I didn't want to admit that. And so what I did is I started a coaching business. And I was, just, I was just determined to figure out a way to be able to sit at home and be close to my family and have this dream lifestyle while I also add massive value to people it, and, um, and start a business. And, you know, I have some talent and I had some experience and had a desire to help people. And so I, I started. And when I first started, I... I went in and I spent some money, you know, like 10, 20 grand on coaching. And uh, when you commit with money like that, it's kind of like 
you know, you've ever heard the term going balls deep? <laughs> you get invested, you you get a little invested in something and it's like, hey, if it doesn't work, well, I could either just cut right now and walk, but if I do, I'll, I lost my 10 grand. So what do I got to do? Well, I just got to solve that problem that I haven't solved yet. Well, I believed that the next solution was this X thing and X thing costed another 10 grand. So I threw another 10 grand at it. Now I'm 20 grand balls deep, right? So then I keep going. I have some success and I realize I solve that problem. And then this other problem shows up and it's like, dude, that's an expensive problem. I have to learn this and that. That's going to take me six months in an education program and, and this and that. So I invested the time, six months, and I just went and did it and, you know, solved that problem. And now finally I got a business that's, that's running. I'm like collecting money. I'm, I've got some results, not super great, but some I've got to start. And now I've invested all this. I didn't want to quit and just go back, I, even though I had the thought many times like, dude, it sucks not making money. It sucks being in scarcity. Go back to what you know you can do. Go back to what's comfortable. Go back to the door-to-door sales and do that longer. But I thought, man, I've done it for six years. I don't want to go do it. Because if I do it, the only way to do it is to go all in on it and actually build something and become a manager and a regional manager and build a brand and a team underneath me. And I don't want to do that. I'm not in it for the long haul. So it would just be this short-term job for some short-term comfort. And that just didn't work. Of course, I could go get some salary job, but that's just not me. And so I I said, no, I got to be more all in. And I just kept investing money. And I kept throwing money into it and time and being committed and getting results and having success, but not ever really consistent enough. And not really, I kind of felt deep down that I wasn't really ready for it or I wasn't the best coach. And I, I thought, like this, I don't know, they call it the imposter syndrome. I had all these doubts of like, man, who am I to be coaching these people? I'm not like, I don't have it all figured out. You know, who am I? Who am I to be coaching people? And I, I allowed these doubts to, to creep in and rob me of my power and my confidence. And so as a result, the, uh, the results of my clients weren't consistent enough. And I went and played that game for six years, six years, constantly on the grind, constantly on the hustle, kind of coming off, I think, a little bit weird to people because I needed to enroll clients. I hate enrolling clients from a position of needing the money or needing to enroll clients or needing anything from them. The most impactful coach doesn't need you as a client. He doesn't need anything. The most impactful leader, the most impactful salesperson comes from a position of service, but he doesn't need anything. He doesn't need your approval. He doesn't need to please you. He doesn't need you to like him. He doesn't need anything from you. He honestly doesn't even want anything from you other than what you want. That's a real powerful coach. And I wasn't in that position. And I believe that my circumstances just wouldn't allow me to be in that position. And so I I struggled. And I would invest more money. And I kind of got caught up in a, in a very addictive sedation, I would call it, of of consuming more and more information, more and more content, more and more programs, the next shiny thing, the next shiny thing, the next shiny thing. And it led me down a path of like robbing me of my certainty, robbing me of my, my, of taking act, not robbing me, but investing my certainty and paying money and giving my money and time into programs that while they are great, that wasn't really the issue. It wasn't the missing information. What was missing is (laughs) you've got to be consistent and hit those singles every day. 
Don't try to hit a home run. Don't get desperate and throw a Hail Mary. That's not the way to succeed, and it's certainly not the way to succeed if you've got kids or you're in the process of starting a family and having kids, and I was. But guess what? I'm talented, so every now and then I would throw a Hail Mary and it would work, and it would it would work, you know? That was like the worst thing ever that could have happened is to throw a Hail Mary and have it work. Like the worst thing ever is to go in when you're gambling, go in, you're brand new to gambling, you go into the casino, and you have a thousand bucks, and you put it all down and you win. That's like the worst thing that could happen ever because what does that tell you? What does that teach you? It teaches you, oh, gambling is a great source of income. So do you think, like how long do you think that you're going to be able to withstand going back into the casino when you just walked out your first day a thousand bucks richer? Man, you're going to be there the next day. And I was. I had a little system. Put it all on. Put put down twenty bucks on black. If it loses, put forty. If it loses, put eighty. If it loses, put one one sixty. If it loses, put three twenty. And you just keep doubling down and matching your bet because eventually you're going to win. And as soon as you do, you're going to come right back to zero. Once you come back to zero, boom, you put down your twenty bucks again. All the winnings you just put over to the side. So if you win the twenty bucks, great. You just put it over to the side. That's my winnings. Those go twenty bucks again. Oh, you lost. Okay, match it, match it, match it, match it until. You come back to zero, you're, and, and I had this little system, and I thought, it can never lose. And it didn't. And I left the casino every day with like 100 bucks richer. I did this like years ago for like a couple weeks, just like trying it out. And I'm like, that's the most brilliant system ever. That's like the worst thing ever that can happen, you know? Throw a Hail Mary and have it work, because then you start to think that's how it works. You just have to get lucky with the Hail Marys. Well... What that just did was it made it harder and harder to leave the world of the business because I'm more and more invested. I've seen success so that I, I know it can work and, uh, and my income was just too inconsistent. There would be unforeseen, there would be unforeseen um, challenges come up and unforeseen successes come up and it was just so inconsistent well in that inconsistency when you're starting a family and you're a an entrepreneur on your own and just kind of learning how to do it like I didn't have any college education I mean I went to college when I was in high school but I quickly realized that that's not for me that's not my path I don't want that kind of education and uh, I'm not going to ever do a job that that requires that kind of uh, degree and so I so basically this you know, self-educated or privately educated, I guess you could say, guy, just kind of going out. I'm entrepreneur kind of style guy. And I love the deep psychology. And I, love, I do love helping people, but it's hard to help people when you, quote-unquote, need the money. So it was inconsistent. Well, and with that inconsistency and the uncertainty that comes, there's a lot of pressure that started building on me. And a lot of confusion as well as I started to wonder, like, man, this... I don't know what I believe because I I thought it was this way but then I experienced this thing and I thought this was the truth and the only truth because it was taught to me so therefore it must be true because it was taught to me but wait what who taught it to that person and who taught see we grow up in our day and age when our parents were our age there wasn't the internet like it is now. There wasn't this ability to connect with people all across the world and get all these different perspectives on on the truth, on the universe, on reality. There wasn't that 
so you just basically learned whatever you were taught you kind of didn't really question it i mean it wasn't just until a few hundred years ago that they even had the ability to like, like read books and stuff like that wasn't really you know the thing you just kind of did how you were raised and so our parents and their parents and their parents they came up through the traditions of their forefathers well something happened around 1990 the internet just kind of boomed and all of a sudden us our generation and now the future generations have this internet and this ability to get all these different perspectives and we're in the information age and so you really i really uh began to question like everything and maybe business just forces somebody to do that maybe business in order to succeed in business and go to the very top how are you going to do it if you don't go to the bottom if you don't go into the pit how are you going to have the big huge success if you don't go into the bottom of totally questioning yourself how are you going to have ultimate certainty and confidence in who you are if you don't go fight through the the pain and the uncertainty and the confusion and the loneliness of being totally alone and confused and not knowing who you are and why you are the way you are. Like I have these thoughts and these feelings that I don't even understand. I don't like and I would resist them. And this, then that, you know, I don't even know how to say it, but it's just you can't go to the top unless you're willing to go to the bottom. And man, in a lot of ways, I just feel like I'm, a complete failure of a husband, of a father, of a provider, of a businessman. Just a complete failure. And I got really depressed about it. Like really would just beat myself up about it. Because I'm thinking this story, I'm believing this story like, no, I shouldn't have been so horrible. I shouldn't have been so uncertain. I should have been more confident. I should have done this different. I should have done that. I should have been more patient. I shouldn't have failed. Now I've failed. Now I've gone and wrecked it. Now my wife's mad at me. Now my kids don't have the life that they could have had right now. If I just would have stuck with it, if I wouldn't have stopped. Well, how was I supposed to know? How are you supposed to know? You've only been doing the very best you could with what you had along the way. And you say, no, that's not true, because if that were true, then you wouldn't make mistakes. No, I don't even believe that. I don't even believe that. What, someone tells you not to do something, and then you're just going to not do it ever for the rest of your life, just because you were told not to do it? That's fine, but now you're just naive. You're not going to really actually impact anybody and help anybody. You don't really know from experience. You just, you just were told that, and so you just stuck with it. You never questioned it, and that's fine. Go ahead. I mean, that's, I don't have anything against that, but that's just not the path I took. You know, good, bad, indifferent. I've experienced things and tested things and tried things and failed, and in that failure, been at the bottom. Man, in a lot of ways, I feel like I'm at the bottom right now. My wife is so mad at me. And she points her anger at me like Parker is the source of her pain and her problems in all of her life. It's Parker that's the main problem. Without Parker, she wouldn't be where she... Without Parker, she wouldn't be in the low place that she's at. You know, Parker is the source of her pain. And that's probably not coming from her alone. That's probably stories that are being told to her by other people. But, you know, she's she's believing them. And... uh and frankly, I've played into that as well because I'll always be like, no, you're right. It's my, I'm responsible for that. I'll always just try to take responsibility. If someone's like mean to me, 
or something, then I take this nice, people-pleasing stance of like, you know what, you're right. And I've done that with our family members. I'm like, you know, you're right. It's me. It's my fault. And I'm not. I'm not trying to be like sarcastic about it. I legitimately will go there. Like, no, you're right because I could see what you're saying. I mean, if I would have done that differently, then that would have happened. And I'm sorry for that. And I'm going to change that. And I'll, I'll always jump to try to take that that responsibility. But man, part of me is just getting mad at this point. It seems like you know how it seems like the people who you give the biggest signing bonus to, you bend over backwards from, they always tend to be the ones that, that end up being the highest maintenance, the lowest producers. I had a customer the other day. They were a tough sale, and so I bent over backwards for them. And I, what did I do? I gave them extra stuff, and I spent more time with them, and I, and I lowered the price for them, and I basically lowered it to the point where my commission was almost nothing for them. And yet, those are the ones that cancel. Those are the ones that... that end up being a harder customer to make happy, harder to please. Isn't that interesting how that works? There's this interesting dynamic. I'm going to get better at explaining this and be able to teach this, but you've got to hold a strong boundary, right? I, I teach it and I know it and I sometimes don't do it. And um, I, uh, But the bottom line is, in so many ways, I feel like I've failed as a business owner because my coaching practice hasn't grown as fast as other people's, hasn't, been, hasn't grown to the level that I felt like it should be by now. And in that place of like low confidence, low certainty, feeling alone, I'm not even as effective and powerful of a, and confident of a sales guy as I was back in the day. I'm like, man, it, I did this six years ago was so much better than I am now. Like, what happened to me? How did I get worse? I've invested more money in coaching. I've gone to more seminars and trainings. I've read so many more books. I'm so much more educated now than I was six years ago. How am I a worse sales guy now? Like, has the industry really changed? Has it gotten that? No, it hasn't gotten that much harder that I would be operating at a third of my production of where I was. And the truth is, it's because there's all kinds of factors that are involved now that weren't involved then. There's all kinds. And there's all kinds of extra pressures that are on me now that weren't then. And so what I need to do and what I'm going to do is um, not be so hard on myself. And, And there's enough people being hard on me there's enough people being hard on you that you don't need more pressure putting on, you know, you don't need to beat yourself up more. I don't need to beat myself up more. I don't need to play into the stories that I've been playing into. Being yourself and creating more value by just being myself sometimes just means owning it, you know, owning however you're feeling and just being vulnerable about it instead of trying to please people or say things that you think people would like to hear all that does is make our message more confusing more bland less clear makes our message just fit into the noise of the marketplace instead of being totally unique completely unique totally different but that totally unique and that differentiation that uniqueness comes from a willingness to be vulnerable and uh man 
and so me being vulnerable would be me telling you, man, I feel like I've failed. And in that failure, I've started to believe that like there's something wrong with me or something about me that's just not meant to succeed. And inside of that place, I don't have conf- I don't have the same confidence as a man. I don't give my wife the certainty as a, of a provider that I once did. And as a result of that, she feels the lack of that. And so she, she goes into a state of, um, you know, like an emergency state. You know, our hormones and our, our minds, they go, when they go into survival mode, they don't think as clearly, right? And if you have a husband, if you have five kids and a husband that's not giving you the certainty, you kind of go into this emergency state. That's all that's happening. And it's my own, it's, it's nobody's fault, but it's my own, um, I mean, I played a part in it. I played a big part in it. I played the major role in it. And I, uh, I allowed us to get so far behind on things that I have brought about a lot of pain to myself, a lot of stress. And maybe that's exactly what's supposed to be happening right now. Maybe it's teaching me. Maybe I'm going through what I'm going through where I feel alone. I kind of feel a little bit betrayed. I kind of feel, and I know I realize it's probably a victim story, but I'm going through a a tough time. And, uh, and it's probably perfect. I've said in, previous episodes I love pain I love pain this is the this is the mantra that I'm repeating to myself more and more I love pain man 2018 is the hardest year that I've ever had in my life I'm like at the bottom of the pit and this is laying the foundation for mental and emotional strength And as you listen to this podcast and you follow along with this message, and maybe we'll change the title one day, maybe, who knows, right? But as you follow along with my path and my story and you follow along the journey with me, you're going to see. Might seem slow to you, it might seem fast to you, I don't know. But what you're going to see is you're going to see an absolute badass leader and badass coach evolve and emerge out of the pain of the loneliness of the despair of the hopelessness of the defeated wounded scared failed entrepreneur who won't quit despite the naysayers despite the advice of and wise counsel of people who love me despite anyone else's ideas I'm not going to quit I'm going to keep doing my podcast. I'm going to keep producing my episodes. I'm going to keep shooting to hit those daily singles. And keep, I'm going to keep honing my message. I'm not going to quit. And if I have to go do a couple years of knocking on doors to build myself back up, to climb myself out of scarcity and climb myself back into a financial position of strength to where I can sell my coaching from a position where I don't need anybody because I know I have more than enough money for myself and for my family and I don't need you as a client, then so be it. That's what I'm going to do. And that's what you need to do too. You need to have it be in such a way when you're selling something that you don't need them as a customer because that gets in the way of your ability to serve them. 
how much more powerful when you can come from a desire to serve because you're passionate about serving, you got value as opposed to selling your services because you need the sale. That's ridiculous. It's a lot easier to sell it when you don't need it. And so I've just taken a step backwards so that I can take five steps forward and maybe the next year is going to be the hardest the hardest of any as I climb step by step climb my way out but I'm going to do it and you're going to watch it you're going to see it mark my words in August 2019 it's going to be a different game it's going to be a completely different game you're going to see it you're going to feel it you're going to go to my website or my funnel you're going to see whoa he's developed something he has he's got momentum going and that's not even going to I'm still not going to stop. I'm going to keep going and keep going, and it's not about the money. It's so much beyond the money for me at this point. It is a game I'm going to play for the rest of my life. How can I automate my systems better? How can I remove myself from the business more and more and more in such a way that doesn't hurt the business but allows it to still grow with less of my time? Because I've leveraged it, I've automated it, I've learned, I've grown, I've gotten over myself and my ego where I can let other people step up and lead. Where I don't have to be the one that has the answers. I don't have to be the one at the top of the brand that's all about me. It could all be, it could, I want it to have nothing to do with me because it's not mine. As far as I see it, the me being me is not mine, it's ours. There's a truth, there's a source, there's a a light that is bigger than me and bigger than you. And when when we do our best is when we get over our own selves and our own egos, we can take our pride out of it and get out of the way and let God do His work for people. Let God create clarity for people. And all all I'm here to do is stay out of the way. Love and serve people and need nothing from them and get out of the way. That's where all the value gets created. Isn't that ironic? The more likely you are to get a a loan from the bank, the less you need it, the more likely you are to do it, right? The the more value I create tends to be correlated to the less I need it and the more willing I am to say no and walk away from it. The more willing I am to say no and I don't need their money. The more willing I am to just get out of the way. And that's what I'm going to do. So... I invite you to follow along the journey. Some of these episodes will be short. Some of them will be longer. Sometimes I get on a rant and just go, but but I love that you're here and that you're listening. I don't even have a I don't even have anything today for you to do. But you know how to get in touch with us if you want to talk. Currently, I am actually willing to have a short conversation, but that won't be the case for very long where I just say hey just reach out and I'll just talk to you that won't be the case forever but I always want to put some type of provision in there so that you can get some sort of support some sort of help I want you to come do a 14 day challenge with us you'll just get an email every day for 14 days and go through a process and at the end of that process you'll see a new possibility you'll have a new momentum and it's simple it's not things that you don't know it's not things you've never heard of before. What, you never heard of a green smoothie before? You never heard of the idea of eating really, really healthy foods consistently and flooding your body and your blood with 
really powerful vitamins so that you can help your mind and your mental energy be stronger and have more confidence. I mean, of course, we've all heard of that. Go to the gym daily. Exercise and sweat daily. Pray daily. Read a book. Write in your journal daily. Like, it's simple things. But when you hit singles consistently after 14 days and have the support behind you, after 14 days, you notice a new momentum. You see new possibilities. And so it's just a 14-day challenge. It's a 14-day challenge to help you get some momentum and help you from somebody who's been to the bottom of the pit, someone who's been in despair and scarcity and fear and like doesn't have it all figured out, you know? Man, I remember when I went on that Disney cruise a few years ago after having just closed a $100,000 coaching package, coaching client. I mean, I felt like, man, I've made it. Man, I've arrived. I'm so glad that I struggled all those years because now I've finally made it. And now here I am feeling like, man, what happened? And beating myself up again and going back down into a lower pit than, than the last mountaintop that I was on. It's like, what the heck? Do I have bipolar or something? Why am I so up and down? But, dude, so this is just the path. This is just the path. This is just where it goes. Like, I'm just doing what is the best I can do at each step along the way and somehow it led me here and I'm like how did I get here and so rather than tell a victim story about it the story I'm creating about it is nope there must be something way bigger for me way more for me than than where I've ever been before and this is the test to go through it and that's my message for you today. There's something so much bigger for you than you maybe even imagine. And in order for you to get to that height, you have to be willing to go through a, a low and not give up. Because the universe, God, will test you to your absolute further than you think you can go. Test you, test you, test you. And if you go through it, and you don't quit, you're going to develop a mental and emotional muscle that you never knew you had, but you're going to be relying on. Other people are going to need to rely on. And that's what's going to be responsible for you being able to get to the next high mountaintop. And, there's, and it's just a mountain without a top. There's no end to it. For the whole, our whole lives, our whole game is expansion, growth. In order to do that, you got to go through the pain. So you may as well fall in love with the journey, fall in love with the pain. And that's what I'm doing. I'm learning to fall in love with the pain. So, anyway, alright. Until next time, I will talk to you soon. And I'll see you on the next episode. Alright, goodbye.